Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight, a small idea, concept or instruction you obtain in this virtual interaction can literally catapult you to a whole new level. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me serve you tonight are my virtual academic board comprising the strong woman called Comfort, whom we call the Registrar, with Matthew, Amos, and Ignatius right here on Joy 99.7 FM. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar with a simple mission to raise a new generation of African leaders and executives using this platform of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your, your preferred partner for world-class corporate training and your superstation Joy 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind courtesy of EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Well, last Wednesday and Thursday, Legacy and Legacy held a two-day training and development course on redefining customer service. Last month's session was on proposal and reporting writing. I'm going to keep you up to date on the next scheduled programs so you can participate and enrich yourself as well as your organization. If you're interested in details of our programs, you may want to call Abna on 0544 315164, 315164, 0544 315164, or visit www.legacyandlegacy.com.gh also make time to like our Facebook page, Springboard the Virtual University, for free videos and podcasts and other resources to help you develop yourself to become all that you were meant to be. Let's start with our scripture for today. And today we are looking at the subject of tragedies and triumphs with particular reference to the 2014 World Cup. So let's talk about triumph and uh, Bible verse. I won't tell you where it's found. Show me where this Bible verse is. And if you are the first to post the source um, at facebook.com forward slash springboard the virtual university, you would actually win yourself a copy of the book Zafnat Pania. So this is the Bible verse. Now thanks be to God who leads, who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Where can this be found? If you know where it is, you're a Bible scholar. Just post the answer at Springboard the Virtual University and you will win yourself a copy of the book, Zafnat Pani. I'm going to announce the winner after the musical break. And so on Springboard tonight, we touch base with the ongoing World Cup. Have you been, have you been enjoying it so far? I hope you have. And pick some leadership and management lessons. If you are an avid reader of our books, you will know that sporting events and examples are very commonly used as illustrations from the story of John Stephen Aquari, who came last in the 1968 Olympic marathon and ended up as the biggest winner, to stories of Roger Bannister, Denmark at the 1992 European Cup, and several others. Well, this World Cup has its own share of lessons, quite a number of them, and very fresh in our minds, from England to Chile to Greece to Algeria to Nigeria, Cameroon, Costa Rica, Spain, and even Uruguay. 
And of course, the biggest live reality show was provided by our own beloved Ghana. What is your biggest lesson from this World Cup? Share it with us as we examine the tragedies as well as the triumphs. Share your most important lesson with us on Facebook. You can post it on my Facebook page or post it at Springboard the Virtual University. If you want to send it by WhatsApp, the number is 0244 340437. 340437. 0244 340437. You can also post it by SMS on 1422 across networks and we'll let the world know what is the biggest leadership lesson. And not just about Ghana, every participating country or even the the tournament itself what lessons are you picking from the tournament send them to us and we will let the world know later in the program we'll open the phone line so you can tell us tell the world what your biggest lesson is from the world cup in our 10 commandments segment i'm going to try and summarize the top 10 world cup leadership lessons that we would have shared in the studio and hopefully you can carry something away it's all about about knowledge and about leadership and so my lead discussant in the studio tonight is someone who plays no serious football just like me but whom i've known all my life as a football enthusiast in 2006 he and i paid our way to germany to witness ghana's first world cup appearance and saw at first hand the benefits and the goodwill of playing well on the pitch indeed a day after the czech republic match when ghana beat the czech republic at that time the second ranked country in the world we boarded a bus in germany and the driver refused to collect his lorry fare what they call the lorry fare that was a strange act in germany his name is Ace Ankuma. He's a legal practitioner, but tonight he's a soccer enthusiast. We are talking about management from the playing field. Ace, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Good evening, Albert. Thank you for having me. Well, let's travel back eight years. Whoa. <laughs> that was an experience. Yeah. Uh, Albert, we, I remember we flew into Germany. We lived in this little place with my nephew. There were four of us. Yeah. You, uh, Samuel, Samuel, uh, uh, Horatio. Yes. And then, and then Jojo Kumsen who hosted us. And uh, we lived in his flat. <laughs> and then on match days, we wear our red, yellow, and green and paint our faces. And um, there, there's no lecturer, no springboard host, no, no CEO. Absolutely. I mean, these were three heads of organizations. They would find our way to the stadium. I mean, of course, I got embarrassed at least once when a, a student tapped me on the shoulder and said, Sir, I mean, that, that, that was kind of, that's what I was at my full best. But, but you would turn around and see Dr. Sam Jonah and <laughs> Professor Fimpon <laughs> Boatin, yeah, no, I guess. I was in my full like, best hey. just before the Czech Republic. And somebody I, tapped, I said, what are you doing? He said, I wrote your paper yesterday. <laughs> so I had run away from my paper and he wrote my paper the previous day and flew into Germany. Yes. It was an experience. When we beat Czech Republic, right. we came out, people were begging for our jerseys. Yeah, and I, I gave mine up eventually. Yeah, oh, oh, actually, our, our latest friend was sold his. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I took, I gave my ugly MTN hat to somebody and took his Polish hat, which I still have, a red Polska right. hat, you know, that I took that day. It, it was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. We got to know that it's, it involves more than just a football. Right. We lost to Italy, but we came out with very interesting lessons. You remember the, the guys who shared it, the Italians who shared the flat who with shared, us? Who, yeah, who shared the flat with us when, when we went to play Italy. And, you know, we had, we, we, we had, we had, there was a lot to share, a lot to learn. Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole experience. It's a whole experience. If I push you to tell me one big, one big lesson from that experience, I know you say it's, it's more than just about the pitch, but as a Ghanaian, because even when we flew back into the UK, the, the goodwill was still there. Mm-hmm. Whenever you wore a Ghanaian shirt, what for you was the big takeaway from the 2006 experience? It was that you know what? There's a common humanity, right? There's a common humanity. Now, growing up and reading history, 
you you probably will compartmentalize Germans on account of the Nazi history as being people who probably hate people of uh, you know who are who are different from them, uh, you know of different races. But this was us having more support from Germans mm-hmm. in Germany mm-hmm. than Ghanaians. Albert, they taught us how to support our teams. Right. They taught us songs to sing for Ghana. Right. We realized that the call and response that we have in Ghana, it doesn't really carry in the stadium. It is just Ghana, Ghana. Right. And, and that was carried. We learned things from them. They beat their drums with us. I know that there are some stories now that there are some white people who painted their faces black. But yes, we saw them. They painted their faces black and wore Ghana jersey and, and came to watch Ghana. Absolutely. You saw them. And we didn't see the thing that there was any racism in it or there was anything wrong with it. We enjoyed it. They shared Ghana with us. We finished and went to our homes. We've never met them. We met people from various nationalities. It was that, that was one thing that touched me. That common humanity, you know, uh, which was expressed in and, and and of course the Germans' amazing organizational ability. Mm. That your your stadium pass is your bus pass on a on a match day. Right. It's 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 awesome. You so if you're taking the train. You, you take your 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 on your, your, way your ticket stadium. on your way to the stadium. You take your ticket, your football stadium ticket, and that is your bus pass from for, any part of from town. any part of town right. to the stadium and back. It, it was pretty awesome. Right. Pretty awesome. We'll come to we'll come to the carryover to 2010 and and then also the the fallouts from this year. So tonight's about football management and 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 leadership lessons from the World Cup 2014. If you are a student of life and a student of leadership, this will be helpful for you as you distill important lessons. That's how you write our books observe simple phenomena in life and learn lessons from them so tonight we're going to walk through one by one um try and touch base with as many of the issues as we can and it's going to be just a conversation between A's and I. And when we've done this, we'll go for a musical break. When we come back, they'll begin to distill what we call the Ten Commandments. We'll wrap them up in lessons, post them so you can, you can pick them, run with them, and let's learn from them. The greatest thing we can do to ourselves is learn from our les- learn our lessons from whatever we go through. So A's, let's come to 2014. What are some of the, the interesting points, whether they are tragedies, whether they are triumphs, Let's go through some of your takeaways. And whilst we are doing that, let me remind you, you can post your own greatest lesson on the 2014 World Cup on our Facebook page, Springboard, the virtual university. Post it on my Facebook wall or post it on um, Legacy and Legacy Facebook wall. Just post it so we can share it with the whole world or send it by SMS 1422 across networks or WhatsApp 0244340437. Robert from Pram Pram says, the biggest lesson for me in terms of leadership comes from Thiago Silva, the captain of the Brazilian team. He's simply an inspirational captain able to rally his team to victory. Thiago simply wept, wept when they were... Um, <coughs> Playing the the, the the round of sixteen, and you could literally see that this was passion and emotion. Some said he he was being emotional because he cried, but he later said, "Listen, he just believes in what he's doing so much." Is what are some of the high points, uh, the, the takeaways from you from this World Cup? Well, uh, sorry about this. Uh, one of the, the um, many, many, but let me start with a gentleman called James. James Rodriguez. James Rodriguez. Right, Colombia. Wow, where did he come from? 22 years, he's now touted as the replacement for Carlos Valderrama, if you remember Carlos right. Valderrama. With the, with the ginger hair. This guy scores with both feet and his head. He had his professional debut when he was 15, 1-5. Five. 15 years was when he had his professional debut. And he's played in, and he's, not, he's only 22, he'll be 23 next week. He's played in Colombia, Argentina, Portugal, and now France. He's still 22. He... He, in Argentina, he became the youngest player to debut 
score and become a champion. In Portugal, he interestingly shared a dressing room with Falcao, Radamel Falcao, and won three league titles in Europa before he was 22. Monaco paid 45 million euro, not dollars. Definitely not cities. 45 million euro to purchase him. Where he reunited with um, Falcao. Right. He got married at the age of 19. <laughs> this is a young man in a hurry. But there are certain things that strike me. He's a devout Christian. On his social media, he on social media he refers to himself as quote son of God unquote. He's not shy to acknowledge his source. He's quiet. <coughs> he's said to be shy. He even stammers when he speaks. But there's something else about him. He doesn't accept losing, even when he's he's, he's uh, even at PlayStation. I think that is a he's a he's a mix. Is I mean. The world has been re- is, is, uh, he's been revealed to the world in the World Cup and the way his passion, his tears when Colombia was kicked out and of course when David Luiz went and put his arm around him, that picture went viral mm. worldwide. I think that the revelation of James um, Rodriguez is is one of the th- one of the high points of 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 the of the World Cup and high points, low points. Um, you know my my passionate support for Black Stars. Let's let before you come to Black Stars, I think that the. The Rodriguez story also brings home the fact that he didn't become a star overnight. He had done all his work. So suddenly when he shines on the big stage, on the stage that was expected to be a a trade-off between Ronaldo and and Messi, suddenly we find ourselves with a 23-year-old who has scored six goals and everybody's asking, where did he come from? And then, and then now you check out on him, and everybody checks him out, and people are like, oh, but really, he's not yeah. just... I mean, they, 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 uh, sorry, they, 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 they don't sell tomato cans for 45 million euro. And guess what? The, 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 the talk now is that Real are very happy to sell Angel Di Maria uh-huh. to, to bring in James Rodriguez to yes. play in that same position. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And yes. that and, and the kinds of money you, being you touted see, around. You see his passion, his ability. I mean, sheer goal-scoring ability. Wonder goals. And it, it, it didn't happen overnight. He's right. been building this quietly from the age of 15. Oh, there's another thing. His dad walked out on him and his mom when he was three. Isn't that almost the, always the situation with, with a lot of successful footballers? And it was his stepdad who used to take him to games. Now he's gone into all of this money. I wonder where his real dad is. Mm. I recall a story about a particular footballer from our neighboring um, country who succeeded and then suddenly um, a supposed dad who had abandoned him, emerged, insisting that he, he was a real father. Oh, we, we hear that neighbor. It's the Ghana crowd, they are here. <laughs> look, look um, um, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille right. O'Neal. Right. I mean, the day he won his first contract, he walked into a Mercedes-Benz dealership and bought over 10 Mercedes-Benz cars for his mom, his stepdad, and his cousins. Where was his father? So, Hamid Rodriguez confirms that preparation is key. Absolutely. And that it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter who rejects you when you're young. You can move your life on and build even on rejection. I, there's a statement I always make that um, a, a, a challenge is in itself an opportunity. So when you come against a problem, you can sit down and say this is a problem and deal with the problem. You can also, you can also deal with it and say that this is an opportunity on which to, to, to build something. And I think that the, the story of this young man, he's only 22. You know, yet to be twenty-three. I think the story of this young man tells us that if you stick in there mm. and you can you can ride over those challenges. He had a stepfather 
the 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 pigeonholing of step parents are wicked step parents, etc., etc. No, but it was a stepdad who would take him to games where he learned his football um, um, well and became what he is today. And so it, it doesn't matter the people who, who you come across in life. Maybe the source of bitterness, envy, can be actually be the source of inspiration and help moving forward. Right. Let's talk about one one very interesting point in this World Cup before we, we, we come over to the Black Stars. Let's talk about Suarez. <laughs> the the picture of Suarez biting Shellini. What what went through your mind? Let's talk about the leadership. You know, and I didn't I didn't see, I, I see in, in real time I didn't see it. It was a slow mo. And I was like, I've seen this before. Not again. <laughs> Not again. I mean what will go through the mind of an adult male knowing that there are there are literally tens of cameras on the state in the stadium right you can't get away with it right you can't get away with it there are tens of cameras the guy well i've 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 i've, been, I've, I've, I've i need to watch the game all over again to see whether Kelly was giving him a tough time a week before that i was asking about his childhood no, no you see but then this is a man with children he has a kid, at least. No, but last no. year, we were celebrating him that um, he had turned things around from biting Ivanovic. The Ivanovic. Into, and he won but, the, but, but the we've players, seen this before. and them. He bit in Holland. In Holland. And then ultimately got sold to Liverpool. Then he bit Chelsea's player and got tanked for a while and received a lot of bad press for his diving and everything. Now, he rebounds from all of that. And we, we, he's a revelation last season. Player of the year by, by, by a mile. And then in, at the biggest stage, he came in and had single-handedly deflated England, put and, England in this And that was a masterstroke. Masterstroke. He was on the verge of a big-time money move. That move may still come on because still talent on. has a way of. But, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 talents do shows. Right. Say the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you bite. <laughs> so, from, from the leader's perspective, tell me what makes a person so talented and yet so incurably. TD Jake said something when Houston died that often great talent comes with great weaknesses. And I believe that if we wax biblical, we will see a great fighter like David, a statesman, a, nas- a leader, a proper leader who understood leadership principles and applied them well. But when the kings went to war, he did not. And saw somebody's wife bathing, and that was the wrong picture. Na- 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 nine in a downfall. <laughs> you see, a great builder like Solomon, he built the kingdom. He did what his dad could not do. But they said that his heart was after many women. Right. And so you find that great talent. And often he writes comes, about it and sees yeah, all his vanity. All his, and, yeah, and, yet. and at the end of the day, you know, he realizes his fault. And, and so, and, and, and he put in place a, a, a quite useless succession plan. Right. Put his eldest son in as king when he was not really ready for the position. Right. But soon after him, the, 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 the kingdom was split, split into apart, two. Right. So you, you'd realize that uh, great talent comes with great weaknesses. And it is for the people who mentor people with great talent and for those who are talented themselves often to identify their weaknesses. Because you see, if you're talented, you, you sometimes begin to feel immortal. You feel untouchable. Look, I'm good. I can speak. I can do this. I can do the other. But there's, there's a little Achilles heel. Maybe God does that to keep people people who are talented humble 
you know, and often they are unable to master those weaknesses and it, it shows up at the wrong time and brings them down. Suarez might survive this, but the question is that, is he leaving this with any lessons? Read, his, read what he wrote to, to FIFA. He said he was falling and his mouth came into contact with the guy. In fact, the, the guy's shoulder came into contact with his mouth, so he had pain in his teeth. Right. I mean, look at that. So he gets tongued, and of course, people are making all kinds of noises. But at the end of the day, well, has he learned any lessons? He still might get the big money move to Real or Barca. It's going to be Barca, most likely. Yes. And then what happens? You see, you see uh, so we, we had a Portugal bite. We've had an English bite. We've had a Brazilian bite. We just might have a, a, a Spanish bite as well, if, 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 if that is not dealt with. So um, it's, it's, it's sad, but it just shows it's one of the lessons that often people who are talented ought to, from time to time, take a step back and realize that ta- great talent often comes with a weakness. 26 minutes past the hour of seven. If you just tuned in, this is a, a, a panoramic view of the 2014 World Cup from the leadership and management perspective. If you, if you, if you tuned in thinking that we talk football, please, this is football with a difference. We're talking about lessons that one can learn and apply in your workplace as a banker, as as a driver, whatever you do professionally, how can you pick these lessons and use them? What do you learn from it? So far, we've learned that um, we've learned that preparation is key. And James Rodriguez has shown us that when you keep doing the right thing and building step by step on the big stage, you will shine, and the whole world will come looking for you. We've also learned that great talent comes with great weaknesses, and everyone is, is incumbent on everyone who has a talent to also check out the areas where there are liabilities and work with them. If not on the big stage, your talent will show but the problems will follow you onto the big stage and that's the story of Luis Suarez. Let's come to the big reality show. So Ghana was <laughs> Ghana was famous for all the wrong reasons. I mean, I, I read the story of Gary L. Smith who says he got to immigration uh, and they asked him, what, what, did you bring the money? And he said, which money? Then it struck him that they were making fun of him. And oh, oh, he said. He also said that the the day after we were, f- we were filmed, not knowing that we were being filmed, right, live on TV, kissing money, um, he bought a taxi, and the taxi driver just found out we're from Ghana, took out a word of news, and started kissing it. Oh, but Albert, I was somewhere <laughs> when this happened, in a conference where I had Ghana boldly emblazoned on my chest, and the questions. Look, what was worse, Albert? I was in a shop. I bought some stuff. I got to the store attendant. I gave him my card to pay. He looked at the card and said, Ghana, you must be a very rich country. (laughs) Albert, right through the conference, um, lawyers from all over the world say, what happened to you? One one of the registration assistants said to me, oh, Mr. Nkuma, um, yesterday we were discussing your country. You know, for a country of that size, you really produce some great footballers. What the way they're telling me? They're, they're poking fun at me. I, I mean, the Portuguese lawyer there was having fun. Oh, congrats, congrats on beating Ghana. And I'm sitting there, you know. I mean, because the guy who kills the money scored the own goal. It's, it's, it's an interesting twist of events. I, 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 look, I, I, it's, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say, Albert. But, uh, look, we went to the World Cup 2006. Right. Now, they claim that they distributed the money. That's not really true. I remember because my, because my wife works at Ekoban. That when they came back to Ghana, then the boys went to Ekoban for their money. Even if they did. Even if they even did. If they did. The, 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 the pizzazz that went with it. I mean, live t- global is the biggest Portuguese soap station, soap opera station. That's their specialty. Their specialty. They filmed this. And what we didn't know was that they had rented a flat opposite our the team hotel planted cameras there filming our boys going for the money all 4.5 million or so of it distributed and used for payments 
and the next day we lose and we are back home. And there was a, there's a, there's a, there's a Dutch newspaper which had a cartoon column which cartooned our boys naked on the field covering their genitals with cash and the referee blowing their whistle and one said they brought the money in the wrong bag. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, what was said to have been um, um, Gerard, Steve, Steve Gerard's Twitter, we, we don't know whether it's official or not. That pride and passion with commitment cannot be purchased with a with a private jet loaded with three million dollars. And he was he was celebrating Algeria. Yes, he was celebrating Algeria. I was impressed with Algerians. Oh yes, they took nine million dollars and sent it to Gaza. They said they didn't that the people, we don't need it. We are professional footballers. The people of Gaza need this money more than us. The Greek players refuse to take their money and say they should use it to build sporting facilities in Greece. They play elsewhere. They make much more money than that. The, let me ask you this question. But we, are, we are not saying that the, 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 the boys don't deserve their money. El, El Ebra deserves his wages. It's, it's, the other it's, it's the a court. much bigger discussion. It's a much bigger discussion than, than, than So let's juxtapose two situations. Is 2010, we get to the quarterfinal, almost cross over into the semis. But for a certain, but for a certain person, we will not mention because we discussed him already. And then let's look at the collective benefits. One, the amount of money we got from FIFA. Awesome. Two, the rankings, Ghana. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rank, our rise in the FIFA rankings. Three, the number of players who got new contracts. Mm-hmm. The number of players who got new valuations. The valuation of the players went up. All kinds of opportunities came to the nation, tourism, on the world stage, people are asking, ah, so this is not Guyana, it's Ghana. I mean, the benefit, the collective benefit to the nation, to the FA, to the players, far outweighs, sometimes even on a weekly basis, the whole of the winning bonus from the World Cup. Today, when a World Cup does not go well, the, the rule is that people go to the World Cup to see the value of players. Mm-hmm. I read that Mario Balotelli was about to be sold to an unnamed English team, which we all know is Arsenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. 28 million pounds. And the, the lamentation of AC Milan boss is that the failure of Italy at the World Cup has spoiled all his plans because he was just getting ready to sell Balotelli. So when the team doesn't do well, even the player's contract is affected. Well, our, our, our players started losing their contract. At least one player lost his contract during the World Cup. It, it's alleged Jordan is being declared supposed to requirements, I must say. Yeah, well, well he had already been out on loan and right. was supposed to return, and, and the coach is saying, you know, that's it. So it's, a, it's an awesome player. The question I'm asking is the question I'm asking is the collective benefit that comes to the nation as a result of focusing and playing well, isn't it far larger? It is, but you see, the, the, there's also the issue of history, and I and look, one of my stars out of this whole World Cup thing has been Gary Al Smith. He's he's that 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 young man is spot on with his new his sports news, and he reports that. In times past, when it's been announced, let's say that the players are supposed to receive ten thousand dollars, they will receive seven. And if you make noise, you are told that well, somebody ensured that you gain selection. He said that on radio to my hearing. If that is true, then the players probably have history of many unfulfilled promises, of many times when they've been promised all kinds of bonuses which haven't worked. We've seen it in almost every area of Ghana sports, in athletics, in hockey, in in all levels of our national teams. And this is what people do not realize that. GFA is independent of government, but the government owns the national teams. And GFA is only the government's agent when it comes to national teams. So when it comes to national teams, the government is the big boy, not the GFA. Right? And so 
uh, all there are all these players that some of the people who played in under 21 haven't have still not received theirs, their money. It is a recurring story. It's reported in the newspapers and nobody follows up on it. So these boys are saying, look, oh, let's not call them boys. These are men, young men. We don't want to wait and this will, this will happen to us. Whether we win or lose against um, um, Portugal, we want our money. Um, so that might seem to be a justification. So, but so then the big word is trust. Trust. And that is what we are going to have to build going forward. It is trust. Do they believe and trust Ghana that if they do well, they will make their money? They made a lot of money for Ghana last year, uh, four years ago. The money went into a consolidated fund, which is similar to a sinking fund. It goes there and it sinks. You never see it again. Okay? So, the, 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 and, 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 I, and I say that sarcastically. So, the, the, then they, they get to another instance. They say, we will not move until we get our money. Um, and I understand, right up to the very top of this country, everybody intervened and the players will just not budge. But did we have to make such a public show of our ineptitude and lack of trust? When it comes to you to, to, tell, to ask you your, the high point, who, the, your, your heroes in terms of the, the, the triumphs in your, your opinion from this World Cup, but let me go over to our listeners who have been just posting their various messages. And let's see. Um, Makor from Labadi writes, I learned that discipline is the best quality in any field of endeavor. Farid from Lassis, my biggest lesson in this, in this World Cup is that never underestimate the impact of your actions on others. And this I learned from the Black Stars' abysmal performance in Brazil and its toll on the nation. Um, the third one says Brian, Brian, Brian Ruiz is, is the best leader. I think that's about um, um, Co Costa, Rica. Costa Rica yesterday. Just absolutely phenomenal. This is somebody who in his club career was not really making any headlines, but he's had a quite, quite a good run. Tony Senaya says one of the biggest moments for me is when Chile lost on penalties to Brazil. All the players ran to their teammate who missed the last kick and hugged him. That was the spirit of teamwork. Chile is just a beautiful story. Oh, wow. Whole minus issue. They, they did an advert called "We Beat Death" and featured the thirty-three minus. Awesome. A, a, a beautiful story of patriotism. They used a national tragedy as a springboard to their performance, and so they were running on adrenaline provided by. They were in a group that had Spain and Holland. They had no business qualifying. Fine. And so they needed some strength from somewhere. So they used a national tragedy, the minus. Talk about yeah. leveraging something. Leveraging. Right. So they made an advert and the miners literally said, listen, we beat death so you can beat your group of death. And that was the inspiration. Sometimes it's, it's sheer adrenaline. Right. Look, it's a, it's a world stage. See, the, 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 the World Cup is, is not like, it's a tournament. It's not like the no, no, normal league or the FA Cup. It's a tournament. And, and one minute can change the entire story. Absolutely. If it's a league, you can go and come back and win a next game and move on. But this is, this is hot, hot, hot. And things like that as inspiration, uh, things like that serve as inspiration in a springboard, pun intended, mm. to, to move to another level. And I think that that is what the Chileans should. That passion, that, 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 that grit based on the fact that the people who are pushing us said, look here, we beat death. You can beat them. Did we have? Did, would you know? Would you know if we had any such, any such drive, any such motivation? You look at our preparation. Let's 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 forget about the, the comic um, relief provide, or, or the pain provided by the, <laughs> the, the the reality show of the actual World Cup itself. In the build up to this World Cup, did you feel that we were? It was a difficult build up, Albert. Um, the, the, my, my friends who are close to the team, who've been close to the teams in times past, speak of a, a, a scene in a hotel room in Scotland in 2006 where Apia and Essien ate 
Rice or Wache on the floor and reunited for the purposes of the team. And the, the gentleman who tells me this talks about tears that were shared between the two of them. And they said, let's go out there and make Ghana proud. It was over a bowl of watch. It wasn't a problem. I'm not sure it was in a bowl. It was in a plastic bag on the on a carpet in their hotel room. And they had been all this thing about Apia and Isian not getting on. And Apia showed that he was a true leader, called the other gentleman to his room. They ate together in the presence of the senior team and resolved that they were going to go and do something in, 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 in Germany. And in fact, the, the story around the, the team was that, forget about the coach. It was Stephen Apia and Michael Isian running running the show. They determined what was going to go on. And those two gentlemen, you could see it, I mean, Albert, in, in Germany, the passion that they showed, they rallied the team. Right. We've always had a problem. Ghana's biggest problem has been our left back. Right. Yet, we performed very well and moved it to another level in 2010. This one, our first real test was against Mon- Montenegro. We lost 1-0. Right. That is when the money issues began. And we were never able to resolve the money issue from the Montenegro game and things just went downwards after that. We had a great second half against Germany. Right. Oh my word! It was rated by some writers as the best half in half the World Cup history. In the, well, in the World Cup history. Right. Then we just went into shambles, absolutely shambolic performance against Portugal. Germany represented our potential. The USA revealed our unpreparedness, <laughs> and Portugal revealed the result of our destruction. Um, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't put it in, in better words, Albert. Um, look at the USA game. 32 seconds, first goal. Lack of concentration. Final minute, goal. Hold Absolute on a second. lack of concentration. Hold on a second. And so, Montenegro, early goal. Holland, early, early goal. goal. US, US, early goal. Was it? Was it? Accidental? Oh, as, as they say, it's, it's a, one, one of James Bond's films. First time, coincidence. Second time, happenstance. Third time, enemy action. And there's a song. It's the first time, bad decision. Second time, a mistake. Third time, honey, dream on. They ain't going to be a third time. Ghana has had it three times. <laughs> 20 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. It's getting very hot in the studio. I'm going to open the phone lines very shortly. Let's talk about the management and leadership side of it. But I'm going to open the phone lines very shortly to give you an opportunity to share your own thoughts. And we can debate about occurrences. I am more interested, or this show is more interested in the leadership lessons. And that's all that it's about. What can we learn from the triumphs and tragedies of other countries? What can we do going forward as a people just to make sure that we don't find ourselves in 2018, this time not even having qualified at all? Because there is no divine right of kings. Those who did not qualify to go are very determined mm-hmm. to make it next time. And if we don't get our act right, let's not assume that we are guaranteed a place. We say, next yes, time I, go to the World yes, Cup. I, 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 I had somebody, I I had somebody say that. It's a, it's a given. Look, we, we, we struggled to, to, to make it this time around. We've then forgotten. After Cameroon went to the quarterfinals, they, it was almost like a slide downwards. Yeah, they qualified all the time. Senegal, the same thing. Oh, so, they, they haven't even qualified after that. So it just it just shows you that having hit a certain height is not is not an, as a given that you will continue going no. and you will continue and, and, rising. And I think one of the biggest problems I have is that the first time we went with a Ghanaian coach, everything became so shambolic. I mean, it doesn't follow that because of him. But if you hear the reports in the in the in the in from from, from I mean, we we hear everything is coming out. The players are speaking. The the coach is very careful. He hasn't really spoken yet. But, well, he hasn't given us a full story. But uh, but uh, but what turns out is that we've always had these problems in the back room. Absolutely. Yeah. So some so some, some, some coach wrote, wrote about Juju. I mean, some, some, some foreign coach who wrote about Juju. Let's do one minute on Juju before we go to the the, the, the musical break. And so the one minute on Juju. Um, <laughs> 
metaphysics does not win World Cups. I mean, the, 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 the chips are down, and the four serious football nations are in the semi-final. Yeah. I mean, Brazil, Argentina, Holland, and and Germany. Um, and Germany. It's as big as it gets, and mm-hmm. they are not there accidentally. They've had their challenges. Each of them has had their adversities. Major. They are there because. Van Gaal will throw in the last. Oh, last. wasn't that awesome? I, mean, I just read that for, he chose him, uh, um, crew simply because he's tall. I, I had and, so so, and for seven weeks he did nothing but to train for penalties. Absolutely, he was. He's not in the World Cup to be in any game. He's not there to play anything. If they get to penalties, cool, he will be brought in because for seven weeks all he trained cruel to do was to catch penalties and even the psychological warfare of and you didn't see what cruel was doing going to the the the, the, the costa rican players doing the new put it anywhere i'll catch it, it. <laughs> oh man it was but you know i yesterday I, I i posted just one thing on my wall louis van Hal, because it was not accidental the man with his black file and pen in this today today's world of iPads, iPads. with his old traditional file it's a typical headmaster detail detail and that's what seems well, to be. But, 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 well, some, some great coaches don't write anything. But look at. Look, look, I'm talking about his style. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but Van Hal, Mourinho. Is, look, it's going to be interesting in England this year. Mm. The mind games are going to be awesome. Van Hal is writing. Mourinho is writing. They, they, look, they, look um, Chelsea scores a goal. And Mourinho runs to the corner to tell the boys that stop jubilating. We are defending to the end of the game. Ghana scores. And within two minutes, US scores. Well, where's the coach? He's sitting on the bench. Let's talk about the American preparation. Yeah, but, but we, 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 we didn't get into juju. Metaphysics don't yes, really so if, if, if they did, if they did, would have won the World Cup many times over. So the, two, the two countries that made the most noise and, 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 and went on and, CNN and, 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 BBC. And, and, and Haiti would have won too. Let's talk about Ghana and Portugal. So Ghana says we have broken Ronaldo's leg. And, and, and his course with that leg and eliminated And us. it's on CNN. Oh, come on. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Guardian. Every, every, every big... Uh, every, everything, everything that could go wrong comic, went wrong at one time. And then, funnily enough... The Portuguese reply that they've also destroyed three of our players. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, both of us go out. Yeah. What is the lesson? Um, At the same time, they were talking about. Uh, I, 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 I'm restraining my tongue because people are listening and children are listening. I won't say what I need to say. No, but let's 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 let's, let's talk. Is at the same time, I got a, a, a sneak preview into the dossier that the Americans had on the Black Stars. Oh yes. And I recall reading a paragraph that said. Asamoa typically receives the ball with his back to goal and turns to the left. And I said, why? They have that level of detail. He says, we are not technically gifted. We are not good. We are just a group of committed young people. We don't have the skills you have. But we are studying you and we're prepared for you. So they asked Klinsman before the match, so what about Asian and Kevin not playing? And he said, oh, he knows the replacements very, very well. He had studied Rabiu. We didn't know their players. And we put them under immense pressure for 18 minutes and couldn't score. Watch the game again. You see, I go back and watch games, even EPL. When we have watched the, in the heat and people are upset st- are at night, you can ask my wife. I'm up watching the games again. Why? Because that's that's when you understand the technical update. That, that's when you can see the, the midfield formations. That, that's when, you see, when you're watching the, 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 the match as the same watch, I show, you, you miss out on all the technicalities. But when you watch again, how did they move that ball? Watch the US game again. We were awesome. We were, we were shambolic in the first minute, shambolic in the, fi- in the final minute, and we paid for it. The rest of the game, the boys, they just couldn't score. Our final third was a disaster because we had not planned well. What, what do we do in the final third? Of the, of, what do we do with the ball? The crosses were, oh, oh, oh the, I mean, the, 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 the commentators kept saying, this is terrible. We just couldn't cross the ball. 
We don't have any ball crossers. Our, our, our fullbacks, when they move to wing back, and we ever confused as to who is a fullback and who is a wing back. Right. In today's football, when even someone like me who can't kick a ball can tell the difference, technically we seem to be so lost as to who is a wing back and who is a fullback. How many touches does a wing back have in the final third, and how many touches does a fullback have in the final third? This is internet. In the internet age, did you notice that the same route that Holland used to score in the first few minutes was the same route America used, the same angle, same goalkeeper, same slide, everything. But, but they study. That's why they have video analyzers. Oh, we have two. We have two. We have two of them there. They all got paid. Well, uh, the money that went paid them too. We have, they have video analyzers where you analyze the opponents. And they ask crew. He said, "Well, they didn't really um, analyze the the, the 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 Costa Ricans. They just prepared for for he he was just preparing for penalties. And he he just you know he knew he, I'm going to dive this way. And because of his height and his speed, he's likely to cover more ground." Because, you see, penalties is only very great penalty kickers who kick the ball up. Most go for down placement in the, in the hope that you will swerve the keeper into one or the, or the keeper will take a, a decision quickly and you place the ball. It's only the very confident ones who go up. Like Asamojan was doing against Uruguay right. and hit the post. Asamojan is a very good penalty taker. Don't make that mistake. Right. He made one mistake and we tend to judge him with it. He's an extremely good penalty taker and he's super confident. And so was going to score right and hit the post. That, that's painful. I can never live down that, that, that image. But when we look at ourselves, they have video analyzers. They have analyzed each and every one of our players. Watched them in their various teams. Seeing the way they take yes, that Asamoah received the ball and then turned. Tends to the, to the left. Tends to the left. Let, 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 before you go off, what, who's the biggest winner from the Ghanaian team from our performance in... Hmm. That's a difficult one. Look, I've always been a believer in DDIO. I will state that DDIO is the next captain of the Blasters after Samajan. Hold it there. William writing on Facebook says, Albert, I think there's a difference between a captain and a leader. I see Asamajan as a captain, but Dede Ayo, who is younger, demonstrated signs of a leader. So yeah. I will advise the technical committee to watch closely before deciding next time. This is somebody writing on Facebook. Ah, Your opinion? Look, um, in due course, I've, or, or I've, now? I've, I've watched, I've, look, come 2008. Do you remember the boost he received at the stadium mm -hmm. when the coach brought him on? Right. He was too young. Mm -hmm. They only put him there because he's a baby son. He's spoiled, blah, blah, blah. He led us into the World Cup and won the Under-20 World Cup. Right. Now, everybody doesn't... I, I think... I should have to go back and watch the final. He is a very naughty boy. He committed a foul. <laughs> and we won through that foul. You see, he is good not only on the pitch, but in the mind. In the mind, yeah. That is the DIL. You know he was out of the Uruguay match, the one we lost. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, he's very good in the mind and he can get the crowd going. Right. And you see the passion. He claps and edges the players off. That's the leader. Now or in due course? Oh, in due course. I think I think Asama has a few more years to serve us and I think that we, he should do it. But I think that generally it should be understood that and, 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 and I think that Didi has a little bit more growing up to do. Right. Let him serve his time. Let's not rush him. Right. But he's a clear future future leader of the Black Stars. I think the two biggest winners were Asama and Didi. Look, of course, and you see, and Asamoah tells us something, that even in the midst of the problems, you can trust Asamoah to shine. Let's go back to camp 2008, right. when we sorted him so much that he packed his things and was leaving the camp. Right. Today, look, give or take, give it to Asamoah He's He's the highest scorer of goals in Ghana's history. You heard Vanessa's comments. <laughs> what is this boy doing? <laughs> 
in in in, in Emirates. In Emirates, he said this guy can shine in any league in the no, world. No, no, but Emirates, dear Albert, African child. Well, it is eleven minutes to the hour. If you just joined in, please. This is a very relaxed discussion about the World Cup leadership lessons. My guest is Ankuma. He's a legal practitioner, but tonight we've turned ourselves into leadership analysts, and I'm going to play you a brief commercial break. Not, not, not time enough to play a musical break, but I'll give you a commercial break. When I come back, the phone lines are right open. Please don't bother yourself to talk about a lot of football. We're talking about the leadership lessons. What lessons can we learn as leaders, as thinkers, as people running things about how things are done? And by the way, one man does not build a team. That person called Ronaldo, he can be world number one. But as long as Portugal builds around one person and they don't find support... You can go anywhere. We went out together. My name is Albert Okran. I'm here with Ace and Kuma. We are teasing out some interesting leadership lessons from the World Cup 2014. Before I open the phone lines, let me just dedicate... I didn't play a song, but let me just pay my respects to Ziggismond Zebla. You were on the show with us um, um, a year ago. Ziggy, fine gentleman. Fine, fine gentleman and a great leader that you went to be with the Lord and we just celebrate your life and the things you stood for. Um, I would like to also dedicate this song, this, um, pay my respects to Cecil Obodawi in terms of GBC. Um, you lost your father this week. Um, be strong in the Lord and he lived for his God and country. God bless you. Right, the phone lines are open. The number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Pastor Ransford Abusi, what is your big lesson from the World Cup? You are coming up next to the work of Jesus. Come in the studio and come and tell me your big lesson from the World Cup. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Abel. Stephen from Angus. Stephen, one leadership lesson from the World Cup. Building capacity. Building capacity. Why do you say that? Yes, I think our call display lack of capacity on a field of play. And you know, with time, if you don't build capacity, the people you lead will see through you that you lack it. And any time you give direction, they will not follow. Because they will tell you this is an archaic way of doing things. And clearly, you can see in this coach, he must go and get proper lances from UEFA before he can coach. Because that guy, where will he coach apart from Ghana? Hello. Thank you very much. So in your opinion, the coach displayed a lack of capacity. All right. Thank you very much, Stephen. Hello, good evening. The number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. I lost that caller. Please call into the show. Let's talk. If you have any leadership or management lessons from the twenty fourteen World Cup, please share them with the world, and we'll be happy to to digest them. My guest tonight is Ankuma. We are talking about football, but very importantly about the leadership lessons from the World Cup. I'm going to give you a summary of the lessons before we run out of the studio. So if you have a, a pen, maybe oh, do you even need a pen? I'll just post them on our Facebook page. I'm going to read them out to you just before we close. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Yeah, my name is Abu Mohammed, and I'm calling from Liverpool. Abu Mohammed, did you learn any, yes. any leadership lesson from the World Cup? From our coach. From the World Cup as a whole? Yes, I've learned leadership from the, the, the uh, Holland coach. You have learned leadership? All right, thank you, Abu Mohammed. 030-221-6541. Your leadership and management lessons from the World Cup. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. My name is Jerry, calling from La Paz. Jerry, did you, did, have you been watching the matches? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So tell me, Jerry, what are your big lessons from the World Cup? My big lessons is uh, when you are down, don't give up. Uh, Mexican coach, Mexican keeper have uh, uh, did not have a club. They look at what he has done uh, at the World Cup. Right. Yes. Right. Thank you very much. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Yeah, I'm Shadrach. I'm calling from Kofuridia. Shadrach, did you pick any lessons from the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, one great lesson. Yes. Mediocrity does not pay. Where would you, where, where would you, uh, how did, where, where would you say that there was mediocrity displayed? Mediocrity from the African representatives. Right. So, so much clear that. They did not go there to play the World Cup. They went there to follow money. And in this world, following money isn't everything. You might have the money, and yet you, you will be with, uh, you will be turning out with uh, mediocre performance. Well, it, uh, thank you very much. And, and it, I'm tempted is for us to go into the African, the whole African performance. I, I hear from Nigeria also flew. Money there. It's yes. just that this wasn't a soap opera. This was not announced beforehand. beforehand for TV cameras. But, but, but we found out later. The president also intervened, just like it happened in oh our case. Why would they go down the same route after we had gone down with? with well, after after Ghana, after Ghana had done it, the Nigerian players also said, "Well, Ghana's done it. You got to do it for us too." <laughs> and so we just went ahead and solid assault ourselves in front of the whole world, and Nigeria did the same. Took the money. I, I, I suspect that Cameroon. Uh, they, 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 they refuse to fly. I mean, uh, Albert, let, 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 let's move on to another topic. It's five minutes to the hour. Five minutes. As we wrap up, let me ask you what one big carry away do you have from this World Cup? Um, that if you don't prepare, you've actually prepared to fail. And um, if you, it, it takes just a little bit to knock you off or to succeed. And those who succeed are those who have prepared for the event. And um, you see that Germany had one difficult game against us, but they've won every game, every other game moving forward. Um, you see, you, you see um, Holland lose the last World Cup in an almost shameful manner. They played nothing. They went and played negative football and karate. But this time around, they took the same Spanish team and tore them apart. You find that Spain thought Tiki Taka was going to be forever. It is not. Everybody has found out how to play against Tiki Taka. Spain, Spain has to go back and learn football from, from uh, afresh. So there are many lessons. What about England? Well, England should always remember. You see, that the, uh, the thing is not that the game was... was, was, was um, Invented in your hometown. It, it is not, it's not really the case. History, the aspects of history that challenge that, that in portions of China and India, some feet were being used to kick some globular things before England even was... <laughs> before we heard of the Anglo-Saxons, okay? So... The, that, 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 look, this is England's problem. The game is it's an opportunity that's a problem. The game is highly commercialized in English. There are millions of dollars and pounds and euros, euros being pumped into England. The result is that they need the foreign players to get the pizzazz. So they got to get all these players from the EU, from Africa, from and in the process, the English player is not getting a shout in. So when they have to assemble English players, they, they, they assemble people who are not prob probably not as good as the others that you see in the EPL. English players are over, over expensive.
unnecessarily, especially how much they are selling Lushua and other people who really highly overrated. It's highly overrated. So England has to decide. They, they, they are the football maker. Everybody goes to England to make the money. But there's a you shouldn't deceive them that but, they are. Yeah, yeah, there's a price that comes to please. England, you watch Liverpool and shout, but Suarez is in English, okay? Right. <laughs> it is two minutes to the hour of of, of eight o'clock. Pastor <laughs> Pastor Pastor Ransford, you are dying in the studio. That's that's what it's been all about. So tell me your big carry away from the World Cup. Okay, for, foremost, I I think that uh, I would nominate the two of you for GFA chairmanship and coaches. this my mouth. Oh please, <laughs> look, any which way. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, but like if you guys have said it over and over again, it, it looks like we were not too prepared, you know, for for this campaign, and its effect is what has shown and brought us where we are. Right, mm. lack of preparation. Mm. Reverend Alan Okumi Mensah, you're coming to talk about conflict resolution in relationships. We have a relationship with the GFA and the footballers. And, and the have, conflict on the football field. <laughs> you badly disappointed. <laughs> Tell me your opinion. In, in, I, 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 I think that uh, it is time Africa, Ghana finds something that is African. We go there with 424, and Brazil has been playing this for 50 years. Mm. They have the blueprint. If you go with your 424, they know how to deal with it. Indeed, I, I, I watch football, and uh, we did well against Germany because there was no formula. And they couldn't read anything. <laughs> but all the, other, all the other matches we played with a set pattern, you know, play one on top, three in the middle. They knew how to deal with it. So, so we must we find out. And I think Kujadi has helped us. You know, total football. Right, <laughs> just <laughs> the African one, and I'm sure that if you had a ten in the studio, you will you will also give us your perspective. It's been a wonderful discussion between myself and Isan Kuma, and I, we just received support from Reverend Alanakumi Mensah and, and, and Pastor Ransford Abusi. But before we go, let me remind you about the Festival of Ideas. It's the foremost gathering of Ghana's business leaders, and at a time when the global business environment is going through so much upheaval, there's a need for guidance about how to stabilize your business and project into the future. Strategic plans are being shelved and people are relying on tactical plans because the variables keep changing every week. How do you find your space and move your business forward in the face of changing fundamentals? There will be very, very notable sessions that would help the leader of today's organization and business not just stabilize the organization but find growth points and make progress in a time like this. So one day you must block morning and evening. And it's a Thursday, the 14th of August, 2014. The theme is strategic repositioning. You want to call 0544-315164 or 024-999-555 or email info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh for details. Let me remind you that on our Facebook wall, Springboard, the virtual university, we're going to collate all these thoughts about metaphysics, about history, about one man not making a team, about success never-ending adversity as a, a rallying point, preparation, and then talent not being enough. We're going to compile them all into our Ten Commandments of World Cup 2014 and post them at Springboard, the virtual university. Meanwhile, on behalf of Comfort, Matthew, and uh, the entire crew, including Amos, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Ms. lawyer Isan Kuma. Thank you all for being with us. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary 
conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,